All right, we're here in our deep dive segment, and here to help me out is my good buddy, Tom Lee. What we're gonna talk about today is Amazon getting into the healthcare space. And the reason I invited Tom on is because uh, this is a guy who has built and scaled healthcare businesses. He's also the smartest guy I know, and definitely the best educated. Stanford grad, PhD from Cal Berkeley, and for fun, he got an MBA from Kellogg. So Tom, amigo, welcome to the show. Great to, great to be here, Dan. Nice so, to see your smiling face. Good to see you, my man. Um, oh, he's also a huge Bulls fan, but we won't talk about the Bulls today. Oh, no. I, I, I didn't want to stick that dagger in you. Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. So, so Amazon, the 800-pound gorilla, they get into all kinds of verticals, and now they're getting into the healthcare space. They announced that through Prime, you can get sort of primary care uh, at, at a discount. Walk me through sort of why they're doing this, the impact it'll have on the industry, and tell us a little bit more about it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the why is healthcare by far is the largest industry in, in, in the country, you know, 1.5, $1.6 trillion. Um, clearly, it is a big driver of both uh, costs for business owners um, mm -hmm. in terms of healthcare and also uh, obviously consumers. If you look at what Amazon has done over the last 10 years in sort of growing its healthcare presence, it's been quite aggressive. And it even has a broader definition, I believe, of what healthcare really is. For example, the acquisition of Whole Foods, mm -hmm. integrating that. If you think about what is health and healthcare, and I know you're a fit guy, Dan. I mean, look, look at you, man. I try, um, I try, I try. A lot of it is about what you eat is, you sure. know, determines how healthy you are, right? right. So ultimately, even folding Whole Foods into now its uh, acquisition last year of, mm -hmm. um, of One Medical, uh, which is now the prime offering that you're referring to, um, is 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 big in terms of ultimately integrating things just like they have done obviously for e-commerce in terms of what it means um i like to think about it from two different perspectives one is um as a business owner myself who also is responsible for healthcare costs and things like that um it's very enticing to think about that for nine dollars per month i could potentially have a big chunk of my healthcare costs offloaded particularly if I'm a larger employer, that is a so-called self-insured employer. What right. that means in simple terms is that the employer it's, uh, itself actually pays for all the healthcare costs and you just have a, like an administrative company like Blue Cross Blue Shield, it's right. just layers at the top. So that every dollar that's saved in primary care, for example, that could be offloaded onto um, uh, the Amazon Prime one medical offering mm -hmm. is less money out of my organization's coffers. Um, the other perspective is from the consumer perspective, Probably the big thing, there are two, really two words. One is trust right. and the other is data. So the trust, the big T, um, lots of people have different feelings about Amazon. Are you gonna trust them when your kid's sick and that you're gonna trust them to not only kind of intake you the right way, but also if they can't handle the problem, who are they gonna refer you to? Correct. Now, their acquisition of One Medical is very interesting. And in contrast to Amazon Care, which they shuttered, okay? Mm -hmm. Amazon Care was much more of a tech-driven type of um, approach where there wasn't a lot of trust to begin with with consumers. Whereas One Medical, they already have 750,000 members, uh, patients. They already have their own cl uh, clinicians. The trust is already there. So they kind of bought trust, all right? right. At least for 800,000. But for consumers generally, if you think about it, will the DNA and the trust 
of one medical as it was the standalone entity be able to scale as Amazon tries to go from 700,000, 750,000 to like 8 million, how much of that trust will be able to be scaled? I think it's something that will be is, are they being responsive to you as a, as a mom or as a dad? Um, Are they referring, you know, you and, 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 or your child to the right other venue of care because Amazon, one, you know, they don't have an emergency room, for example, they don't have, you know, like uh, surgical um, services, mm-hmm. you'll still have to enter that part of the health system, um, you know, when that need arises. So if I understand it, you, you sign up for prime, it's about nine bucks a month for the primary owner of the prime account. And then for family members, it's another six. And then what do I get? So I get this telemedicine, I get the access to their pharmacy business. What else comes pa- as part of this package? Yes. The one additional thing is that they do have one medical primary care clinics. So for example, there's one just a couple of uh, miles away from me. They're mainly in uh, metro areas. Mm -hmm. And then you'll be able to go visit those offices. Now those offices, um, you have to be insured. So you still have to have, let's say your Blue Cross Blue Shield insurance in order to get in-person care. And um, what I think what they've done a good job of is on the the, the, the website for uh, the uh, Amazon Prime One Medical offering, they do have a, a, a nice, easy to use search tool. In fact, I just used it this morning and I found that indeed my uh, healthcare insurer is on that list. Okay. Um, you know, but that is one limitation, however, is if your uh, health insurer is not on that list. So it doesn't mean you can just get rid of your healthcare insurance, not at all. If you want in-person care, you're still gonna have to have health insurance. So this this is just sort of very primary type of stuff, right? I'm not feeling well, uh, may need some antibiotics. I get a telemedicine doctor or I go to a clinic and they just sort of almost stuff that like a nurse practitioner can handle. Is that, is that, how, that sound right? Generally, yes. Um, I think where they have a real draw is, you know, 24 by seven sure. uh, virtual visit uh, access. Um, when you think of the Amazon brand, you do brand, you do think of 24 by seven, you know, so yeah, but exactly that. I I think that's um, for those type of relatively mild situations. um, Heck, you know, I'm, I'm going to try, like I'm on the board of a competing health system, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to try this even just to do a research because, you know, for $9, there's a lot of, they, 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 there's a lot of things that you will just try out for nine bucks and it's cancelable every month. Right. Yeah. So why, why not? Why, why not? Especially if you don't have any type of coverage, right? Why, why, like yeah. it's, it's, it's almost a rounding error. Um, listen, as a business owner, just like you all every year after year, I just see my healthcare go up. Uh, I see the delivery of care not getting that much better. I'm so happy. I don't know if Amazon has the right solution, but I'm so happy they're in it because it does need disruption and we need to be, provide better care and lower that cost and improve the outcomes. Uh, we can get into a whole probably separate discussion, but Amazon tried it once before the healthcare industry. If I remember with Warren Buffett and, and uh, JP Morgan Chase to try to do, and then what happened? Like, wh- why did that yeah. fall apart? They actually tried twice before and they okay. both failed. What you're referring to is the Haven. It was called Haven joint partnership with Brookshire uh, Hathaway, as well as Chase and Amazon um, without naming specific names. Um, the leadership of that organization was not necessarily the right fit mm-hmm. for what they were trying to do. Uh, issue number one, in other words, you know, you may have some big names there, but they weren't necessarily like operator type people. Okay. Sure. Um, the second is that to try to get three giants like that, 
to do anything together, much less yeah. the most difficult subject on earth, which is healthcare, <laughs> going to be pretty challenging. Even if yeah. you know you you have uh, you know the, the the meaning of the minds of the billionaires or whatever over you know some cocktails. It's like it's not sure. okay. It's not that uh, healthcare is very complicated. Um, so the the second uh, tried uh, was it was Amazon Care. Now, mm -hmm. just to recall, so Amazon Care was essentially Amazon first for its own employees. Uh, created their own virtual health uh, um, telemedicine platform, as well as had in-person, you know, clinics at their various geographic locations. Obviously, this was a lot of this was sure. you know, pre-pandemic, right? Um, but what they found is when they tried to take that offering and sell it to employers, um, you know, who are you know primarily self-insured employers, what they ran into were um, a big problem with um, not having um, enough clinicians on their platform to meet the diversity of needs across these big employers. And so the employers are sort of look at, okay, we can work with Amazon, but they're only solving part of the problem. And I already have this, you know, albeit expensive, but existing comprehensive solution. All right. Which is essentially, I've got, um, you know, uh, uh, agreements, right. With a, someone to administer my self-insured insurance plan. And then they have the whole provider or clinician network, right. So really, what am I getting? And then the other thing was that, you know, I'm a big, like, do I really want to tr trust Amazon? Like they're right. eating my lunch <laughs> with, they're killing my e-commerce business. Do I want to, you know, now hire them to like right. look after my employees or maybe one day they will eat my lunch. Right. So sure. there, there was, again, it comes back to like a, also a trust issue on, on, on that. But I think to Amazon's credit is they learned from that. And, and in fact, they were very public about some of the learnings that they got from shuttering Amazon care and their own self-insured uh, self kind of employer uh, offering um, in, in going out and, and, and acquiring one medical, they not only acquired providers and they, uh, and, and uh, clinicians and the trust they had with those 750,000 customers. They also bought that the fact that one medical has 8,000 enterprise customers already. Well, wow, I had okay. no idea. Yeah. That's amazing. So it was, I thought it was very, very interesting. So smart again. acquisition for them. I mean, that's a three billion. And, I think that's a rounding error for for Amazon. Well, you know, um, it, I, you know, yeah, I guess so. But yeah, I mean, for, again, for you and I, we could buy the bulls with that kind of money. But yeah, yeah right. Amazon, well, the bulls right now, maybe for one tenth that amount. Right? Yeah, right. But anyway, totally uh, based on what they're doing. But it, um, again, the question is, will they be able to scale that ten x to yeah, truly right. have a transformative sort of beyond niche impact on healthcare? That remains to be seen. And, you know, right now there's a big shortage of clinicians too. If I'm a clinician, do I want to go work for Amazon? No, yeah, you're right. It used to be, I was like working for, you know, One Medical. By the way, the founder of One Medical is also Tom Lee. Um, but his <laughs> middle initial is different than mine. All right. But anyway. I want um, to be friends with success. that guy. Yeah, yeah, I know. He's much more successful and well-known. <laughs> a little bit, you know, a little bit, um, he's a memorable guy. Because, you know, I don't know, he'd be watching this. But I, yeah. I remember meeting you, Tom. You were, you were a very friendly guy. He's just a little bit different for me. But, um. There you go. All right. So, so predictions, Amazon, where do you think they take this business? If, if, if we fast forward and we look yeah. 10 years from now, where is Amazon in the healthcare world? Well, you know, assuming they can at least mostly scale that trust. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, there is no doubt that with their own pharmacy business, um, and, and assuming, it'll, it, 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 I think it's a fair assumption to say it will be increasingly integrated with one medical. Okay. 
you know, just like Amazon, for example, Amazon returns is very integrated with Whole Foods right now. Mm-hmm. And speaking of which, the fact that they've got Whole Foods um, is very, uh, could be very, very uh, important down the line because increasingly in healthcare and medicine, food is looked at as medicine as well. That to, like a physician will actually increasingly, you will see as you go to your doctor, will be prescribing things, maybe even directly out of their medical record system that I prescribe for you these foods. And by the way, with one click, yeah. there's actually a company in Seattle that's doing this. That's founded by a, um, a friend of mine. With one click, the, the, the groceries are already waiting for you at your local grocery store. All right? I mean, that's great. I, it, it's always yeah. blown my mind why a doctor doesn't have a nutrition on staff, a nutritionist on staff. And then it, walks it's through you know, an analysis of what you should be eating and not eating. And I mean, it's, it's, it's the a big, from your body. It's a big trend. And, you know, 10 years from now, there's not only incentives coming from uh, Medicare and Medicaid to help fund food purchases, healthy wow. food purchases. What you're going to see generally when that happens and some of the commercial uh, insurance companies are already ahead of this and certainly the self-funded employers, they're also starting to address these so-called social determinants of health. These uh, things that are not within the walls of a clinic or the hospital that are affecting your health, right. that if you could get ahead of it, whether it's diet or exercise. So think of the, you know, the silver sneakers program out of Blue Cross Blue Shield that pays for a lot of seniors like gym memberships. Yeah. But they only get that uh, if they prove that they've actually gone to the gym, do they actually right. get that, that incentive? Yeah. Um, what, what, listen, I'm down on the healthcare industry, just like probably most business owners, give me something to be optimistic about in the next couple of years, because cost yeah. is like, we, we, we talked through all of it, right? Cost and the delivery of care. And I don't think it's even healthcare. I think it's sick care in my opinion, but give me something to be optimistic about. I'll give you two things. Um, one is, is that there is a set of uh, companies, um, most of which are smaller startup companies, They're starting to figure out that there are certain employers, for example, small and medium business owners who, given where they're located geographically and given the healthcare providers and clinics and hospitals that are around them, have an opportunity to do something called direct contracting, Mm -hmm. meaning that you cut out the middle uh, man of the traditional insurance company and you essentially have the ability to become a self-insured employer but in a much more efficient way that takes advantage of much lower pricing. So for example, the cost of an MRI image could be five times less for an employer if they go through this direct contracting mechanism versus if they go through the traditional route. Okay. So I think that's a, that could be a whole nother potential guest for your, you know, podcast here is I didn't mention, I I know someone, you know, who's very passionate about this, actually a very proven person in healthcare as well. Awesome. I think the other thing to be optimistic about is um, serving more of the currently underserved patients through tools like AI. Okay. And I mean that in a very uh, specific way initially is that the generative AI. Okay. I think of the, you know, GPT-4, ChatGPT. And what's happening now, and, you know, now it's obviously there's, again, there's that word trust, right? The trust issue. Um, but what's happening is that that technology is growing in capability exponentially. Mm-hmm. Um, it's already starting to be used very effectively in certain areas of healthcare operations. So, for example, you know, maybe that initial chat bot that you have interact with at your hospital or health system, you know, now it can even be smarter and, and automated. You don't have to worry about someone getting tired on the other end and not, you know, being um, 
uh, you know, courteous to you. One final kind of interesting data point on this is there was recently a study that was published in a very famous uh, medical journal, mm-hmm. which compared side by side the chat streams, okay, yeah. of uh, GPT versus an actual human clinician. Remember that story of John Henry of like, the, he's like pulling, you have the locomotive versus him and then he yeah, like, yeah, 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 right. ends yeah. up dropping dead, okay? Yeah. Essentially the same thing happened, all right? Is that what they found was that not only was the information more accurate in the GPT generated um, uh, chat to the patients, this was over like thousands of patients, but those patients also found that the machine was more empathetic. Oh my gosh. And sympathetic to them than the human doctor. Well, then you can say, well, you know, human doctors only got five seconds to talk and he's got- Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, look, they factored that out for the same amount of time that was spent on average. It was the, the GPT was deemed, because it was obviously a blinded trial. Right, 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 right. GPT was, was statistically, materially more empathetic than the human clinician. That is amazing, man. Well, yeah, so 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 you gave hopeful. me some hope. So 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 now I'm I'm I'm, I'm yeah. hopeful. Uh, yeah. Amigo, I can't let you leave today without asking you a question about basketball. What is your thoughts on the NBA midseason tournament? You know, I like to listen and observe to what my son Austin listens and okay. the, and uh, yeah, Danny. Yeah. You know my son very well. Yeah. Yeah, you know he he looks more like a football player now. If yeah, you're he's like, huge. Yeah. He's very easy. You see him. And he loves it. He loves it. Okay. It's not only that the fact that the basketball court, the floor looks different because it reminds really cool. you know, yeah. him of like playing NBA 2K and you've got yeah. like my career that you could design your own court. But I think the that the elevation of play, and I've seen this as well myself, is very clear because half a million dollar prize for some of those bench players is a significant increase to their base salary. Oh. Yeah. And the superstars were for them, it's pocket change. They want to help their teammates yeah. as well. And so I think you're seeing that in, in um, the results. And I, I wish I could make it to Vegas that, you know, this year to go see the, I definitely want to make it, man. And it, it makes, we'll go, we got to go to summer league. We've talked about it a hundred five times. times. You say that every time. Maybe this so is you, the year we finally do it. This is the year. Gotta, well, like, I, I mean, I, I guess you look, if you go like, you know, I, you will be doing tons of pictures for me because, you know, I'm doing like sports video and stuff like I, I, I yeah, got yeah, some yeah. choice shots that would be your homework assignment. Okay. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll definitely do it. And then the next time I have you on, we'll talk about the bulls, but amigo, thank you so much. Let's do this again soon. Most definitely my friend. Thanks a lot. Everybody be good. This episode is brought to you by Buena Vista creative Miami's premier digital marketing agency. Visit BuenaVistaCreative.com for more info on how Buena Vista can help your business increase revenue and create the brand and digital presence it deserves video and podcast production, web and app development, search engine and social media marketing, logo creation, outdoor, print, swag, and more. Visit BuenaVistaCreative.com to learn more.